You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Judy Miller. Welcome. Oh, it's great to be here, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks for doing the show. I'm so excited to get into everything that you're doing, everything you've done, and this book that you just wrote, or maybe not just wrote, but this book that you have to share. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Judy Miller. Just getting up her bio. Okay. So Judy Miller started her career as a certified public accountant and went on to excel in the world of corporate finance for over 20 years. Most of her life has been dedicated to personal development and helping others excel in a constantly changing environment. Over the past several years, Judy's interest shifted towards spirituality. Her growth has no longer is no longer aimed at making herself better. Instead, she began to focus on finding her intrinsic wholeness. This shift brought her numerous lessons around the nature of the creator, forgiveness, and the trajectory each soul follows throughout the course of many lives. Today, sharing these lessons is an integral part of her journey. As a coach, speaker, and author, she shares her relatable and heartfelt messages with others who want to awaken to their true greatness and experience lasting happiness. Judy has trained with some of the world's most spiritual visionaries and is certified in the energy codes, happy for no reason, and the passion test. She will inspire you to live a more passionate life filled with greater clarity, joy, and happiness. So Judy's book is called perfect. And I'd love you to tell everybody about this book, about you, about why you wrote this book and anything else you want to share. And then I definitely have some questions for you also. <laughs> I would love to. So Jamie, I have some questions for you and your listeners. Have you, ever, have you ever felt different? Like you didn't belong? When I was little, I thought that I was from, I thought I was British and I thought that my family had <laughs> adopted me and didn't tell me. So that's what comes to mind. That's interesting. Have you ever felt incomplete, maybe searching for someone or something to make you feel whole? No, I've always felt whole, but maybe other people have. That's fantastic. Yeah. Or maybe you were like me, you felt unworthy, always having to prove yourself over and over again. Maybe when I was younger, but I, like you, have done this work. And so I feel good about things now. I think that's fantastic. So, Jamie, the reason I ask you and your listeners these questions is because these feelings have literally plagued me for most of my life. As, as you mentioned in the beginning in my introduction, I started my career as a CPA, and then I went to work in finance in the healthcare industry for over 25 years. But no matter what I did, I always felt like I was nothing. But what I learned on this journey was that in the nothingness, we could be anything that we want. So what I mean by that is when we let go of the stories, the labels, and the judgments, we could truly emerge as our true and authentic self. I love it. It's so true. And you know, you mentioned that the subtitle to my book, that the title is perfect. The subtitle is A Path to Love, Forgiveness, and Transformation. And there's so many different defini definitions of forgiveness, but for me, it's really, really simple. It means to forego or to let go of. Mm -hmm. So painful and unwanted events are going to happen to all of us. We could either experience that event once, or we could literally play it over and over again, hundreds, maybe even thousands of times until it becomes stuck. It becomes our identity. So for me, forgiveness really is just letting go of those contracted negative stories and energies so we could truly move forward and experience ultimate freedom and happiness. 
So I get this question all the time from my clients. How do I let go? How do I get rid of these negative stories? And I have my own way of doing it. I want to share with the viewers, what is your, what's your journey to helping people? How do you help people transform and get rid of those negative stories? I think that's a fantastic question. Before I answer that question, I kind of want to give you an overview of my journey and how I came to that and how I'm sharing it with people today. Oh, please. We want to hear. <laughs> so like many people, I had fears as a child. I was actually afraid of drowning, but I was terrified of the night. And I'm talking true terror. If you've never felt terror, people ask me, what does it feel like? And I say, it's like when somebody jumps out in front of you unexpectedly and your heart begins to race, you start to sweat. Maybe you can't even breathe. And I think for most people, that terror only lasts a few seconds. But for other people like myself, it could last literally for hours. So as a child, I felt this terror, especially at night. I could sense and feel different energies around mm -hmm. me. And I didn't know if they were there to help me or to harm me. So Jamie, every night I would literally crawl into bed, pull the covers over my head, and I would recite the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again until exhausted, I would eventually fall asleep. Oh and God. this was my ritual night after night. It continued well into my 20s. I mentioned that I started my career as a CPA. So here I am going to work in a very traditional profession and then coming home again, terrified of what I couldn't explain. I met my husband at work. He's actually a CPA also. And we got married and had two incredible children. And in the exhaustion of raising two children, commuting three hours a day to work and working 40 to 50 oh hours a week in that exhaustion, the terror went away. The fears, the energies, the subtle whispers, everything went away. But then my kids grew up and they went off to college and the house became silent. And many empty nesters may know what that silence feels like, but in the silence, everything returned. I started to feel and sense different energies again. It always felt like someone was behind me or if there were eyes staring at me from across the room. I would literally tiptoe around my house and I must have looked comical to my neighbors. <laughs> I would wake up in the middle of the night, literally clutching in fear at my husband, and we soon both began to lose sleep. Around the same time, I started to bleed uncontrollably month after month. I went to see my doctor, and she said that I needed a hysterectomy. And I was terrified of the surgery, and I couldn't understand why. I had worked in the healthcare industry for over 20 years, and I trust modern medicine implicitly, but it felt like the same pain and terror that I had at night as a child and that returned to me as an adult. So a very good friend of mine recommended that I read a book called Light Emerging by Barbara Brennan. Barbara was a former NASA physicist, and she actually studied the human energy field. And mm -hmm. when she learned, she was actually able to heal people. So Jamie, literally days before my surgery, I found myself Googling on the internet healers near me. And as I sat across from my healer for that very first time, I literally heard the click of a lock, like my entire life was finally clicking into place. Oh, my God. But Jamie... I didn't know the role that that healer actually played in my family's history. So my healer helped me heal after my surgery. And in the following months, we started to explore this unexplainable fear of the dark. We started looking at my childhood experiences to see if anything had triggered it, but nothing came to light. And then we started to talk about my parents because we know we inherit so many things from our parents. Through our DNA, we inherit the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, and other physical characteristics. But the science of epigenetic tells us that we could actually inherit the pain and the trauma that our parents experienced. And you're shaking your head. Yes. Well, yeah, and the grandparents and goes on and on. Exactly. And they've shown with Holocaust survivors that their children and their children, that pain and that terror that their parents went through actually lived in their bodies as well. 
Recent experiments with mice shows that when they introduce the smell of cherry blossom and then zap the mice on the feet, after a while, Jamie, as you can imagine, just the smell of cherry blossoms would trigger the same fear. But what was amazing was that the mice's children and their children, just the scent of cherry blossoms would trigger the panic and the fear. Amazing. Without ever being exposed to the father that God zapped. Wow. So what we uncovered on this journey was that fate, that 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 pain and that terror that I felt every night and that returned to me as an adult actually wasn't my own. It was the cellular memory of my from my mother when she was attacked as a child. And Jamie, they say every female baby is born with two to three million of their reproductive eggs at birth. So on a cellular level, for most of your mother's life, you were actually in there and you experienced her triumphs as well as her traumas. So on a cellular level, I mm -hmm. actually was there when she experienced the pain and the trauma that she went through. Mm -hmm. But Jamie, my story doesn't end there. There's actually a shocking connection. I'm not going to give away the book. There's actually a shocking connection to the healer I mentioned that I trusted to heal me. And in that moment of revelation, I could have felt fear, anger, or betrayal, but I didn't. What I felt and saw was the perfection of the universe. I actually saw how all of our souls are actually interconnected across lifetimes and how we're unconditionally loved and accepted and how we could heal in any lifetime, in this lifetime or in any other. So I know my story might sound a little unusual, maybe even uncommon to some people, but what I learned on this journey is that when we let go of those stories, those labels and those judgments, we could truly experience life miraculously. And that's I what I teach in the book. Did you know on a conscious level that your mom had been attacked as a child? Or did you learn that because you went to her and you said, could this be from you, mom? Or did I you actually, know your whole life? I never knew. I actually learned at a birthday party that she had been attacked as a child. And then everything started to come together. Uh -huh. If you believe in synchronicities um, in the universe, I believe it's the universe's way of saying they've got our back and they're always here and we're never alone. Um, so everything truly came together. And I'm sitting in the sunlight, so I apologize for all these sunbeams. <laughs> Sun is good. Absolutely. Oh, God. Wow. So I do have so many questions. So I have a question about the moment you said it all clicked. What does that mean to you? Can you explain more what that meant to you in that moment? So throughout this journey, I was literally opening my heart. And I described the process throughout the book, and I'm happy to describe it with you and your listeners as well. But so many mystical and spiritual things happened in opening my heart. So I literally saw, literally saw how everything fit together. And I actually saw the cellular memory of what happened to my mother. It was like, it was a memory of a memory. It's were, you in, were you like getting hypnotized or just this is you're sitting across the table? Are you laying down? Like what was the, can you talk about the actual healing experience or sure. what meetings were like sessions? Sure. So I could actually tell you about some of the these sessions and actually how um, some of the messages that are actually applicable, especially during this time. Yeah. So one of them, and, and I'm being blinded by the light here, so I'm going to sit a little bit over here. So one of them, I was actually, my healer was trying to hypnotize me to your very question to see if there was something in my subconscious that actually triggered all of these fears. So Jamie, I don't know if you've ever been hypnotized, but 
you know what's going on, but your mouth has like a mind of its own. It's so interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting. I don't know if I actually have. I've tried to be, but go on. So here I was on her healing table and I literally felt myself rising. And then I went through this purple mist and then out into this bright white light. And many of the experience I describe in my book sound like near-death experiences. So here I am in this bright white light and I feel this overwhelming sense of love every sense of love you could possibly imagine multiplied a million times, literally just coursing through every cell of my body. And the message that I got in that moment was that we can all come home. We can all come home by loving and accepting who we are exactly as we are. And that the joy is in the reunion, in the remembrance of who we are. And, and the reason I wanted to share that specific experience with you and your listeners is because during COVID-19, so many of us are being forced home, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I feel that a lot of the loneliness and isolation we feel on the planet is not because we're isolated from each other. I believe we feel isolated when we become disconnected from our creator, the God of our understanding, but also when we become disconnected from our true eternal self. So during COVID, many of us are being sent home. Many of us are being sent home to rediscover and reconnect with who we are because so many of us have abandoned ourselves emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Wow. 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 That's all I have to say. I love, I just love everything that you're saying. And the best part about everything you're saying is that, you know, I believe that we help people when we've personally experienced something. And so the fact that you've gone through your own journey, you share with such articulation and such passion, the ability to heal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's how I know that I'm sure so many people have gotten helped from what you, from your experience and what you have to share and how you help them. Mm, thank you. Okay. So I have a few questions. Oh yeah. So specifically you kind of went over it, but let's just say you have someone, they come to you and they say, I have this story. I want to get rid of it. What do I do? Sure. That's a not everybody's going to be able to go to your healer and obviously mm -hmm. you have this book to give people tactics. So what do you, what do you tell somebody? How do you get past a story? Fantastic question. So I have an acronym I call NEST. Actually, let me tell you a little bit about how the book is organized. So it's actually broken up into three parts. 80 to 90% of it is actually written like a novel. So you actually pick it up and you want to know how it ends because there is a shocking end, a shocking ending. Ooh. And then there's a handful of pages, which I call reflections. So what are the key lessons from the story that you could apply in your own life? And then there's some very simple exercises. And I made them purposely simple because I know how busy people are. Simple exercises so you could actually truly embody the lessons in your own life. So the acronym that I use is called NEST. First, we have to notice. So what I mean by that is we have, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, Jamie. 95% of them are the same ones we had yesterday and the day before. And 80% of them are quite negative. So thousands or even millions of years ago when we had to hunt and gather for food, it was important for us to notice and observe the negative aspects because it was important for our survival. But we no longer live in that reality, right? So we need to retrain our mind, not to focus on the negative, but to focus on the positive. What can we be, what can we be grateful for? What, where can we express love? Mm -hmm. The next one where I think that's missing in so many people's lives is the E, which is to truly experience our emotions in our bodies without labels. Emotions are really sensations in our bodies without labels. So what I mean by that is many people actually don't know how to process their feelings. We're actually not trained to. So many, you, you probably have heard it. 
boys don't cry, big girls don't cry, all those other labels. In many cases, we actually think about our feelings. We actually don't truly embody them and feel them. So Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight. She was a Harvard neuroscientist who was actually able to heal herself from traumatic brain damage. And what she says in the book is the 90-second rule. So Jamie, whenever an event happens, either good or bad, it literally only takes our bodies 90 seconds to truly feel and process those emotions and those sensations and then let them go. If it's still hanging around after those 90 seconds, we've probably started to create a story around them. So what I tell people, it's so important that whenever an event happens, whenever you feel a contracted energy, truly take those 90 seconds and feel it and process it in your body. Acknowledge those sensations and don't label them. So I'm going to give you a very simple exercise. So before I got on this call, I could have felt a fluttering in my chest, a, a tightness in my stomach, my throat feeling dry. But Jamie, I could have labeled those sensations as nervousness. But those sensations feel exactly the same way when I'm excited, right? Mm -hmm. It's me who chooses the label I put on those sensations. Mm -hmm. So people truly need to feel those sensations in their body and let them go. And then the last two really quickly, S is to scratch the record. We keep playing those same stories over and over and over again, right? So we need to scratch the record so we can't play them again. So some very simple tactics, and you may have even heard of them. You know, as soon as you start to have that negative thought, you need to flick it off so it doesn't take root. You can say cancel, 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 clear, replace it with a more empowering story. You could put a rubber band on your wrist and zap yourself gently every time you have that negative thought because it disrupts the story. And then the last one is something I learned from Tony Robbins. This was years and years ago. And basically to do something so zany and crazy that it so disrupts your story. So Jamie, whenever I get into an argument with my husband, we've agreed in advance to do this zany, crazy thing, right? And I don't know if you've ever been there when you've gotten to an argument with someone and you have to prove your point, right? So when either one of us gets into that, one of us, whoever remembers first, will reach over and grab the other one by the nose. So Jamie, all of a sudden we start laughing hysterically and we can no longer stay in our argumentative, I have to prove myself right. So what I suggest to you and your listeners is in, if you know that you have certain negative patterns in advance, come up with something zany and crazy to really just disrupt that story. I love that you just gave the nose example because <laughs> I, I had this couple once I was working with and I said, pick not a safe word, you know, pick a word that when you're fighting, because I was like, we were talking about humor and bringing humor into it. I was like, you could just say the word Piccadilly in the middle of the fight, and then you'll start laughing. And so they actually incorporated, incorporated the word <laughs> Piccadilly into their fights. Wow, that's great. And then Jamie, really, really quickly, the T we talked about a little bit already, the T stands for tender, loving care, is to really spend time in self-care and self-love. And it's not arrogant. When we love ourselves more no. deeply, we have more love to give to others. Yes. I mean, everything starts from our unconditional self-love. Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on to, so we, we were talking about stories. Um, how, so how to not create a story, specifically you say, take it to body. Take when it you to say body. take it to body, what mm -hmm. does that mean? 
So take it to the body. So um, I'm, I'm an energy codes facilitator. And one of my mentors is Dr. Sue Mortar. And uh, this is a term that she used called take it to the body. And it's similar to what I was saying before. When something happens, when a negative event happens, something that you label as negative or where you feel a contraction, immediately notice where in your body do you feel those sensations? And take the time, take those 90 seconds and process it. And for some people, maybe it's putting your hand on that area. So when I was growing up, I told you I felt different. So when people said hurtful things, it literally felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. So Jamie, whenever I feel that contraction, I put my hand on my chest and I gently breathe in and out of that area. And as you do this, you will find that actually the contraction starts to soften and you can start to let it go. So it's a very simple practice that people can do whenever they feel those contracted energies. And what this, to me, what this means is I'm loving myself right now, no matter what. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. So it's sending love. It's, it's loving yourself in the moment, no matter what kind of judgment or label you tried to put on that, whatever just happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's move on to, you say that we all have a superpower, and it's our greatest superpower. I would love to know what that superpower is. Sure. So between stimulus and response, there's a gap. And in that gap, we get to decide. So many of us operate on autopilot, but we actually have that gap. And in that gap, we get to decide. We get to decide how we react. Do we just literally take those 90 seconds and process those sensations and then let them go? We have the choice to decide whether or not we come from a place of love or from a place of fear, a place of contraction or a place of expansion. Mm -hmm. So every moment we have that choice and that's our greatest superpower. Yeah. And love is our greatest superpower. And that's what you're saying. Because everything is, everything is either love or fear. Exactly. And to me, fear is just a contracted negative energy. We're either wishing we can change the past or afraid of the future. Mm -hmm, exactly. And in the past, you're depressed. And in the future, you're anxious. anxious. Exactly. So isn't it better just to reside in the present moment? <laughs> and then let it go, right? And, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you see young children, they're so happy and they're so joyous. They're experiencing every moment in life as if for the first time. And Jamie, what I discovered on this journey is when we let go of those stories, those labels and those judgments, we could experience every moment as if for the first time where there's only joy and wonder. Do you know, I, I catch myself. I have a five-year-old little boy and I catch myself with, let's say something, there was a dream the night before or something or I don't want to remind Noah. I don't want to remind him mm -hmm. of rehash something because naturally he probably already forgot about it. So, <laughs> and or if my husband will be like, da -da -da, I'll be like, oh, let's not talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, to, because he naturally is present. He's already, it's gone. And it's, we can learn so much from kids. Absolutely. Yes, we can. Okay. So, um, What would you say is the best way to learn how to and start practicing connecting with yourself? Just to give people actionable steps they can do like starting today. What's the first so, step? So I mentioned that there are very simple things in my book because people are busy, right? So it's in my book, but it's also in my free ebook, which is available to your listeners as a gift. And some of them I describe really simply. The first one, we know that we're all energy. You know, science has actually been able to prove that we're energy. Our thoughts are energy. Everything is energy. And because we're energy, it's so important that we move. 
And, you know, that sounds very simple, but what I've discovered is that when I feel stuck and stagnated in my life, it was oftentimes because my energy was stuck and stagnated. I wasn't moving. So it's so important to actually move. Yeah. The second one, um, the second one is we need to create because we are the creator. We are the creators of our lives. We are a creative life force. And when we don't create, that can actually manifest a sickness and disease in our bodies, right? So, you know, it could be things that you enjoy. For me, I play the classical guitar, but it could be dancing. For you, I know you like to sing. It could be singing, I right? I do. How do you know that? <laughs> because I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I sing sometimes, yeah. But but Jamie, what I discovered, it doesn't, so many of us are so busy, but it doesn't even have to be that complex. We could be creative in the everyday moments of our lives. It could be the meals that you prepare for your family, how you dress, how you decorate your home. Because we're a creative life force, we need to create. And then a third one, I have many more, but the third one is to sing and let our spirit find its voice, mm -hmm. right? And what I discovered my healer actually recommended that I sing. So because of this pain and this trauma that my mother experienced as a child, she was actually told never to speak of it. So not only did I inherit her pain and her trauma, I also inherited the inability to actually speak, to find my voice in the world. So my healer told me to sing. So Jamie, I came out of finance. I did a lot of presentations. And before my presentations, I would sneak out into the parking lot of my office complex. I would get in the car, turn up the radio, start singing at the top of my lungs, get back out of the car, sneak back into the office, and then do my presentation. And you know- And you rocked it. <laughs> and I rocked it. it. Number one, because the forward momentum just keeps us going, but singing can open up our throat chakra as well as our other chakras as well. Um, so those are just some very simple exercises for us to truly just reconnect with who we are. But there is one other exercise that I would love to share with you. Yes. And this one I did discover quite by accident. So week after week, as I was laying on my healer's table, I had nothing to do for 15 to 45 minutes as she worked on me. So I would close my eyes and I would imagine, and I'm going to invite you to do this with me right now. Okay. And, and your listeners, if, if it's safe to do so, but as I laid there on the table, I would literally close my eyes and I would bring in a scene or a picture of someone that I love. It could be my partner, it could be a friend, it could be my child. It could be my dog who makes me laugh all of the time. And I would see and experience that moment. I would hear it, what was going on. I could feel it, taste it, touch it, and just truly experience that, that scene and that event through every cell of my body. And then I would bring in another scene. It could be a beautiful sunset. It could be the first time I ever saw snowfall or the first time I held my child in my hand, or the first kiss. And I would literally experience that in every cell of my body and let it just wash through me. And then I would bring in another scene, scene after scene that literally just opened up my heart. And then you could actually then magnify that 10 times more and place your hand on your heart. And you can say, this love is for me. This love is me. And Jamie, I invite people to do this because it's not dependent on anyone or anything. We could do it in any moment. And we just literally did that in under a minute. But the more you do this, you find that your heart literally opens and expands. And when your heart is open, miracles happen. And you truly do reconnect and rediscover the essence of who you truly are. Yes. And 
It's kind of like, um, so, so the universe gives us what we focus on. And so many people are just focused on what they don't want or they're focused on fear. And whatever we focus on, the universe gives us more of. So if we are tapped into our heart being open and feeling love and being love and living love, we're going to attract more of it. And that's exactly what you're saying. And it, it, that's a superpower also, just knowing that we have the, the ability to do that. Absolutely. And can I just share another story with you from the story? Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly about what you're saying. So because my heart was just opening week after week after week after week, I mentioned that all these miracles started to happen. And I'm not a medium, but my mother-in-law passed away. And um, like I mentioned, I always felt like I was different. And I actually felt very different than my husband and his family. He is different racially, culturally, spiritually, and religiously. And I always felt like I had an iron wall around my heart because I didn't want to let them in. I was afraid they would judge me and hurt me. And when my mother-in-law passed away, I was literally communicating with her. She showed me every scene and every interaction I had with their family. Jamie, it literally went by in seconds. It was like a near-death oh experience. Like I was telling you before, yeah. so many of these experiences are like near-death experiences. But what she showed me and taught me was because I felt different. I made myself different, and that was my experience. My outer world was just a, a reflection of my inner world. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you were saying. Yeah, we all create. We are the co-creators. We create everything mm -hmm. because of what's going on inside of us. Right. We are so powerful. And that's why I'm so happy that we have these conversations to inspire people and open people's eyes to know that they don't have to be victims of their lives. You know, Absolutely. they don't have to walk around, why me? Or of course it's happening again, you know. Yes, it's happening again because you haven't healed what needs to be healed, those unresolved issues and anything that you've been carrying from generations before you that aren't even yours. Mm-hmm. And there is a practice that I describe in the book. Um, I learned it from my mentor, John Newton. But remember I mentioned before that you need to truly feel those sensations in your body. And sometimes some of them are ancestral and you may not even know where it came from, but it's not important that you actually do. So where do you feel that contraction? Because our body is so infinitely intelligent. And I mentioned that I listened to your podcast. So our body is so infinitely intelligent. And we know from the late Louise Hay that certain things actually get attached to certain parts of our bodies, right? So sometimes, this is a gross generalization, sometimes when we have a pain in our elbow, it's because we have a story, a contraction, something that a burden that we haven't let go of about feeling unsafe in the world. When we have issues with our legs, it's because we feel we can't move forward, we feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Shoulder issues are oftentimes we feel we have so much responsibilities or burdens, right? So it's not important where they come from, but where do you feel it? Where do you feel those sensations? And again, breathe into it. And when you're breathing into it, oftentimes an image or memory will come to you. And sometimes it feels like you're actually making it up, but often they show that you're actually not. It could be a memory of when you were younger, a memory of a past life, a memory of when you were in your mother's womb. And what were you saying to yourself in that very moment? So for me, it was, why are you here, right? So by doing this, we're feeling and acknowledge the sensation, the contracted energy. We're giving that small, younger version of ourselves a voice. And then the third part is to forgive and let go. And one of the ways to do it, you probably heard of the Ho'oponopono prayer, right? Yes, it's very popular. So it's, yeah. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yes. And then also in the book, John allowed me to reprint his forgiveness prayer. Um, 
and it's not religious, but it's uh, just a small portion of it is, uh, please help us all forgive each other, forgive ourselves, forgive all people, and all people forgive us completely and totally, please and thank you. And I find by doing those three things, I'm able to actually release a lot of the burdens in my life, and I don't even need to know where they came from. And I love that you... I love that you have such practical actions for people to do because anybody watching this, sometimes people watch things like this and they think, oh, it's too much work or like that's so out there or whatever. But you're giving people very practical, easy things to do. Yeah. A lot of the practices. Love yourself. Exactly. A lot of the practices are extremely simple. Okay. So I would love you just to kind of in, in conclusion if you could think of what is what is really this message? What is what can you say to people in a few sentences to really inspire them? The message, the purpose of your book. So it gets back. It's two things. So it gets back to what you were saying before. So Jamie, once we change our perspective, we can no longer live our life the same way. Our entire life changes, right? So my message to listeners would be, it's about all about letting go of our stories. So when we let go of our stories, our labels and our judgments, we see everything and everyone through the eyes of the creator, through the eyes of love, where there is no separation. Beautiful. Namaste for that <laughs> and for everything. Okay, so how can people find you? How can people buy your book? What's your website? Plug away your socials. Sure. So my name um, is my website, but it's spelled a little differently. So it's Judy, J-U-D-I Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.net. You could actually purchase the book there. Um, it takes you directly to Amazon. But the reason I suggest that you purchase the book there is five of my favorite mentors are actually giving away five free gifts with the purchase of the book. And they're actually all on the Transformational Leadership Council. So it's... Um, tools to help you have more happiness, success, love, all the important things in life. And the reason why I wanted them to do that is because I wanted people to experience the same types of transformation that I did. So that's five free gifts with the purchase of the book. And as I mentioned when we were talking, um, I have a free ebook, totally free to your listeners as a gift. You can find it on my website. It's called Awaken the Creator Within, and it's eight simple exercises they can do. Very simple, very practical. And all of my social media handles are on my website. Fantastic. And as always, everyone can reach me if you have any questions, anything at therelationshipexpert.com. So Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. You are incredible and you have such um, insightful and magical things to share. So I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you, Jamie. It was such a pleasure to be with, here, with you here, um, with you and your audience. Thank you. And everybody have a wonderful evening and join us next week on Love Talk Live. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.